Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Five money questions to ask yourself right now to feel better about your money, save more, spend better, and achieve your goals with our guest, D.L. Sharon. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Happy Thursday, my friend, or whatever day you're listening to this episode. It is so good to have you back to the show for our short recap episode of yesterday's full podcast, How to Self-Coach Yourself Through Money Drama, so you can achieve your goals and dreams. And I talked about this in yesterday's episode. I am no stranger to creating my own money drama. Maybe that's something that you can relate to, but sometimes I just sit in like, scratch my head and think about why in the world am I creating more stress and anxiety for myself around money when I really want to do the opposite of that. And so for me, it's just, it's really about taking these moments, taking these pause moments, 
doing things that I enjoy. So getting out in nature or just taking a short walk around the block or listening to one of my favorite songs or watching some silly YouTube video, just something to kind of shake myself out of (laughs) all of the drama that I have created. But if you don't have 45 minutes to listen to yesterday's episode, you're still going to love this one. DL is a certified life coach, seven-figure sales expert. She also hosts the podcast Black, Banked, and Booked Out. And she walked us through her five money questions that she says you've got to ask yourself right now that are going to help you get in a better relationship with your money, let go of some of that money drama that you're kind of spinning up, save more, spend better, whatever it is you want to do, these five money questions are going to help you get there. So my favorite question that she talked about was, how do I organize my money in a way that works for me? And I shared a bit about this in the episode, my own kind of money organizing system. So stay tuned to hear that. If you want to hear a little bit more about that, I'm going to put that clip in in this episode as well. But, you know, organizing your money stuff, I have found it's just challenging. You really have to figure out something that works for you. And borrow a little bit from everybody's system and strategies and thoughts and just put together something that's going to be really easy for you to just manage your money, stay on top of it, and not create more drama. So honestly, my best advice with these five questions is just pick one or two, take some time to think about them, but please do not overwhelm yourself with all five questions right now. That is just creating extra money drama that you do not need, my friend. So All right, I'm going to let DL walk you through these five questions. Here we go. I think of self-coaching as if I was my own coach. So if we think about like a sports coach or we think about like a tutoring coach, if we think about a performance coach or a leadership coach, um, we've all interacted with coaches in our lives. And so how can you be your own coach? How can you be the main person who is supporting you and mentoring you? And I think it starts off with 10 to 15 minute conversations you have with yourself a day, right? Where you're like, okay, what would an outside person tell me about the situation? An outside person's voice is often a lot more confident, a lot more certain, and a lot more reassuring and nurturing than our own self-critical voices. So that's really what self-coaching can help us do. It can help us tap into that higher version of ourselves that believes in us and that sees that the path is going to happen. And so it all just starts with asking ourselves some questions. And I have like five money questions that I like to ask myself when it comes to my money. They're a little like touching like several different areas of money, but I think they could be interesting to explore. Um, Does that sound okay? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah. So the first one is like, what if what's in my bank account is within my control? I, I always like asking myself that question, especially back in the day when my bank account was in the negative. <laughs> I would always <laughs> ask myself that question, like, what if what's in my bank account is in my control? And I think especially in the nine to five mindset, we think that our paycheck is the only thing that we're going to get, right? We think that's the only way for us to make money when there's so many options on the table. We can get a promotion. We could get a different job. We can have so many different side hustles. And so what if what's in my bank account is in my control is the first question. And I think that's I think that's really interesting because control, I think sometimes can we can make that into a negative word instead of making it empowering. You know, I was just talking to somebody and I was talking about this idea that 
we can change our narrative around money versus, you know, versus our narrative kind of dragging us around and pulling us back. And so I love this idea of looking at control from a different perspective and looking at it as something that will propel us forward, not something that is, you know, bad or negative or whatever sort of connotations we might have in our head as, as control. Uh, I think that's a really interesting way to, to look at money and to think about self-coaching us in that direction. Yeah. And I think the key difference is like my control. And so we have like other things that are at control, but what is in your control? What is in your um, realm of influence? What is something, an action that you can take if you don't change something? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hit us with number two. Number two. This one's about debt. Um, And this is a little controversial, but it's what if debt doesn't hurt me? emotionally. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is this narrative and this landscape that we have to be debt free and that if we're debt free, that equals we are fill in the blank, good person, good with our money, serving the world, right? Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever it is for you individually, I think it, I think that we definitely need to get over that, that thinking that debt is automatically a bad, a bad thing. Yeah, it freed me so much when I had $200,000 of student loans and I could feel every dollar on my shoulder, right? I could feel the weight of that. And exactly what you said, we've been told to be debt free. We've been told that we have to like pay it off right away. And I will never forget, I was looking at my debt on a computer and I was staring at the screen and I was just like, they're just numbers. I've been acting like they're going to jump off the screen and attack me at night, like the boogeyman, right? Like when I realized, oh, they're just going to live on this screen and I'm going to pay my minimum balance and they're going to just be here, right? And I think people might say, well, I want to buy a house or what if I can't qualify for the car loan? And I was in that situation too, where I couldn't afford certain things, but I was able to move forward with the things that I could afford. And I moved forward with taking the bus when my car broke down, right? And I was able to, going back to control, still navigate and live the life that I wanted within my control, even though it wasn't my dream life. And so I really had to, in order to pay off the debt, I had to like stop making the debt feel like something that was attacking me, that was harming me. And I had to ask myself, what if the debt didn't hurt me? The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, 
Ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy, workout-friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. 
Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. And how did you, like, after you made that statement, you know, the de- the debt is just numbers, it's just on a piece of paper. How did you then kind of proactively start to attack that debt? Was, you know, being an entrepreneur and kind of stepping into this new world, was that really an aha moment of, oh, I could actually radically change this debt? 100%, yes. And I think when I was building my business and I kind of was worrying about the debt, I wouldn't sell. I wouldn't promote. I wouldn't make any sales because I was so worried about the debt. But once I realized that the debt literally couldn't physically hurt me at night like a boogeyman, I then had capacity. I then had space to think about sales. It wasn't something that I was ruminating over and like causing so much anxious energy over every single day. And so that helped me significantly. Once I realized that the debt wasn't going to hurt me, that helped me shift my focus to what's in my control, how how much money I have in my bank account. And I know from being an entrepreneur too, I can get in this really unhealthy line of thinking around money where maybe a contract falls through or a sponsor for the podcast falls through or not enough people are um, you know, coming into my, to my program or wh- whatever it might be, right? We could fill it in with anything. And then what happens is I get down this spiral of really thinking negatively about myself, not wanting to do any work, feeling really just kind of frozen, like not sure what the right decision is. And it's taken me a long time to learn that I have to counteract that when I'm in that place because I can't make good decisions when I feel frozen or stuck or I'm you know, breaking myself down. And I think it's, it's just so hard. And this is why I love talking about this emotional side of money and and self-coaching yourself because it is so hard and sometimes so counterintuitive to how we're just kind of automatically um, supposed to think about money. Yes, it's hardwired in us, right? And especially when you are making the shift from employee to entrepreneur, whether you're side hustling or full time, there are so many ways that we've been taught about money in this very fixed way, right? Where if we don't get a paycheck, we're not going to be safe. But exactly what you're saying, but sponsorships are not paycheck. Uh, Coaching income is not paycheck. You are allowed to create your own income as an entrepreneur. And so that's where that freedom piece and that emancipation piece comes in. Number three, how can I feel safe regardless of what's in my bank account? Mm, that is a really good one too. That Wow, that shakes to the core, I think, for me and probably for a lot of people. I'm like a weird projector where I'm always like, you know, looking at these numbers, well, if this plus this plus that plus that, and then this much comes out and then that much comes out, like how many money, you know, like I'm always doing this, like, you know, Jenga with, with money. And it's just another, I think for me, like another blockade that stops me from doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And 
leave the numbers, like you said, they're not the boogeyman, like leave them aside. Even if they are really good, I've found that most people, we tend to turn it into a negative scenario or we tend to kind of turn it into like doom and gloom scenario, even when there's no evidence of that actually happening. So, wow, I just think that one's so powerful. Yeah, safety is huge for all of us, right? Like, exactly. We make it negative. We make it complicated. And I think it's because money is primal, right? Money is primal. And it can really impact how we walk and how we move within the world and our daily experience. And so, like, if we can just off the top, always believe that we're safe with money, always believe that we're okay with money, then we have the capacity to earn more. Do you have any like mantras or like a morning routine or anything that you kind of walk yourself through to just put yourself in the right place from kind of the get-go? I think gratitude is super, super helpful. And gratitude, even when money is not going the way that you want, like I remember where I was expecting a client similar to you. I was expecting a client to pay me and it didn't happen. And I just remember thinking, well, I'm grateful to have my home. I'm grateful to have the food in my fridge. I'm grateful for the very, very small things, right? And I think that reminds our nervous systems that we do have safety, right? We do have safety, even if it's small. And even if we don't always feel like we do have it consistently in this moment, we are safe. So I think gratitude, and then I think presence. I think so much when it comes to money, it's future focus. We're worried about, are we going to have enough for the future? Are we going to have enough in a couple of months? It's so future focused. But something I always try to ground myself in is the present moment, which is, am I safe now? Am I safe in this season? Am I safe in this moment of us even listening to this podcast? Are you safe now? That helps our nervous systems feel a lot more grounded. All right. What's next? Number four, which is, where can I believe that I can always make more money? Hmm. Wow. Okay. I like this one. Where can I believe that I can always make more money? Because I'm thinking that just having that belief probably does a lot for your brain, probably does a lot for your nervous system, and probably like puts you in a place where I would imagine then you start to see what the next steps might be, right? Yes. And it just helps us understand that our income is never fixed. It's never ever fixed. There is always a new opportunity. There's always a new opportunity to learn more. There's always a new chance to connect with someone to give you a new place to think of a new idea or a new service. That there's always money available. And the only thing that I find that stops clients, community members from actually doing and getting that money is creativity. And so I think this question opens up creativity for us to be like, how could I get creative if I'm making money in this one way and it's providing an income, but it's stopping me from providing the income that I want to make? How can I get creative? What if I believe that there was always more money to make? We had a guest on the show. He's been on a couple of times. His name is Ken Honda, and he uh, wrote this amazing book and he talks about this idea of money flow. Of, of thinking about money like a like a river that just you know money flows in money flows out like it's a, it's a natural process to happen with money but that we oftentimes will put up the dam <laughs> and uh, you know we'll stop the flow of money and that 
we really have more control and power over that than we actually think, even if we're working a nine to five job and we have sort of a set salary, you know, there's, I think also a mindset we can get into in that situation where we think, well, this is my amount of income. And until I have the talk with my, my boss and, you know, maybe I get a raise, maybe I don't get a raise that my salary isn't going to change, but to really open yourself up to this idea that you you are more in control than you think and that money can be like this really nice flowing river. I mean, to me, it just makes me feel really excited to think about money from that perspective. Yeah, it can always come to you and it never ends. Just like with a river, it never ends. There's always more there. All right. What's, what's our last self-coaching tip? Our last one, and I would love to hear your thoughts on like how you do this, but what if I can organize my money in a way that works for me? And I used to shame myself for not being a spreadsheet person. Like I'm not good with those little columns. They feel rigid to me. (laughs) I didn't like checking it all the time. Like I, I really struggled with like the organizing part of money until I figured out a system that worked for me where I kept a notebook and I kept a notes app on my phone and I had a process of checking my accounts regularly. And so that helped me organize my money. And I used to, again, I used to feel bad for not having the fancy spreadsheets that auto populate, you know, formulas to get the numbers that I needed. I used to feel so bad, but when I shamed myself, then I wouldn't look at my money, which made the problem even worse. Right. And so I really learned that it's okay if I can organize my money in a way that works for me. I would love to know how do you organize your money? I love this one, DL, because I think this is so important. You know, we talk about personal finance being personal, and this is such a great example of it. And I I often give people lots of different suggestions. If you're not a spreadsheet girl, don't do the spreadsheet. You know, you have to find the system that works. I remember I was working with a client many years ago and they were, you know, I don't, I don't like apps. I don't like spreadsheets. I don't like, you know, you've got to come up with something else that works for me. And what we went to was post-it notes. Like we just used post-it notes as um, a way to like figure out money flow and to figure out a money system that works. And so, you know, I think there's an element of somehow really knowing where your money is going. So the best way of doing that is to look at the bank statements. And I know that that is a a scary process, but doing it a couple of times, uh, it becomes really natural to you then when you're spending money someplace that you don't normally spend. It's like, okay, so this is going to shift things for me. You know, where do I where do I cut back a little or how do I make, you know, a shift with my spending? So I think there's definitely some sort of an awareness process, but then where you go from there, I, I love that you can, you can make it your own, that you can tweak a system that you can, you know, sometimes for me personally, I, I do use an Excel document, but then I also use an app and and sometimes I use a, something kind of morphed between those two So I think it's just really important to find something that works for you because when you do, like what you're saying, that's when you're motivated to stay on top of your money flow. And I I think, again, that doing this a few times, figuring out what works for you, then it's something you don't have to do with uh, a fine tooth comb every month. Like You have a really good idea of where your money is going, but I think so many of us just get stuck in the place of well, I don't like a spreadsheet or well, I don't like an app. So I'm just not going to do any of that. 
And then that's what creates the issues around, you know, being able to achieve goals or being able to move forward or gosh, I mean, you know, getting stuck in cycles of, of overspending. And um, I, I'm just a big advocate of figure out whatever weird system that works for you and go with that, do that. And don't feel like you need to apologize to anyone. Cause like you're saying, that's where the shame comes in. And that's, you know, we get stuck in that spiral again. And God, I mean, there's just so many blocks that come up around money that it's just, it's crazy that any of us are ever even able to move forward. All right, there we go. Five money questions to help you do everything better in your life. I hope you enjoyed this short recap episode. If you want to go back and listen to the full episode, I will have that linked in the show notes as well. But if you enjoyed this, share it with a friend, share it with somebody and let them in on these five money questions that will really revolutionize, change everything for them as well. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode sponsor, as well as our guest on this episode. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. 